everyone, my name is Rebecca and I just really wanted to say thank you so much for joining me on part one of this five part series on stuttering. For those of you who don't know what stuttering is, stuttering is a childhood onset fluency disorder that is characterized by disturbances of the normal fluency and motor production of speech. This includes repetitive sound or syllables, prolongated consonant or vowel sounds, broken words, blocking, or words produced with an excess of physical tension. Like many other neurodevelopmental disorders, communication disorders begin early in life and can produce lifelong functional impairments. When an individual reaches a problematic word or sound, they might start repeating the word or having to pause during a speech. So to put that in a simpler term, people who stutter know what they want to say, they just have difficulty saying it. Stuttering is most common in children when their speech and language abilities haven't developed properly for them to keep up with what they want to say. Most children are able to outgrow this developmental stuttering. However, in severe cases, it could reach and persist into adulthood. Most people think that if a stutterer just relaxed and tried a little harder, they would be able to speak fluently. However, that's not the case. Stuttering may also be worse when the person is excited tired or under a lot of stress. Being placed in a situation where they have to speak in front of a group of people, placing an order at a restaurant, or even talking on the phone can particularly be difficult for people that stutter. Although no one really knows for sure exactly what causes it, researchers believe there's a strong neurological basis with a genetic component, whether that's coming from an ancestor or because of epigenetics. Currently, the medical community categorizes stuttering as a psychiatric disorder such as schizophrenia or bipolar disease. According to the National Institute of Deafness and Other Communication Disorders, roughly 3 million Americans suffer from stuttering and approximately 75,000% of children are able to recover. For the remaining 25% who continue to stutter, stuttering can persist as a lifelong communication disorder. Boys are two to three times as likely to stutter than girls, and as they get older, as the gender difference increases, the number of boys who continue to stutter is three to four times larger than the number of girls. One of those boys, being my fiancé, is the reason why I took an interest in learning about this neurological disorder to begin with. He's had to face a lot of hardships in his life because of this speech impairment, whether it was losing his job, not being able to have his dream career, or having low self-esteem. There's been many instances where we would go to a restaurant and I would have to order for him because he would either be too nervous to speak or his stuttering was very severe that the staff didn't know what he was trying to say. However, every day he continues to work on his speech just like many others do. It's common for stutterers to see a doctor or speech language pathologist in order to help them overcome this disorder. Unfortunately, there's no actual cure. However, there are various treatments that are available for those that suffer from this disorder, such as cognitive behavioral therapy or the use of electronic devices, which help improve speech fluency. Some methods that could also provide help for your loved ones would be to have a relaxed home environment, which allows them the opportunity to speak. This includes setting aside time to talk one-on-one -on -one with another, especially when there is excitement where they have a lot to say. Listening attentively where your loved one's speaking and focusing on the contents of the message rather than responding to what they're saying or interrupting your loved one is very crucial. 
make sure to speak in a slightly slower and relaxed manner. This could help reduce any pressure that your loved one may be experiencing. It's also very important not to finish the sentence of your loved one and to make sure that they say the intended word. It could be very difficult for them at first, but ensuring them that it's okay for some disruptions to occur while speaking will really put them at ease. People who stutter often try to avoid stuttering, perhaps by trying to speak quickly, forcing through moments of stuttering, or by not speaking at all when they fear that they might stutter. These behaviors can actually increase the likelihood that more stuttering will result and can lead to a greater impact of stuttering on the person's life. When people stutter, they feel like they've lost control of their speech. The sensation of loss of control can be very concerning and uncomfortable, which could then lead to embarrassment, anxiety about speaking, and a fear of stuttering again. Some of the complications that could occur from stuttering include problems communicating with others, becoming anxious about speaking, not speaking at all, loss of social success, and being bullied, not to mention the low self-esteem that could occur. Stutters not only deal with speech difficulties, but it could also be accompanied by rapid eye blinks, tremors of the lip or jaw, facial tics, head jerks, and clenching of the fists. Although not every case is the same and stammering doesn't only come from the developmental stage, it could also be caused by traumatic brain injury, strokes, or other brain disorders that can cause speech to slow down or be disrupted. Stuttering could have a significant negative cognitive and affective impact on the person who stutters. It has been described in the terms of the analogy to an iceberg with the immediately visible and audible symptoms of stuttering above the waterline and a broader set of symptoms such as negative emotions hidden below the surface. Feelings of embarrassment, shame, frustration, fear, anger, and even guilt are frequent in people who stutter and may actually increase tension and effort leading to increased stuttering. With time, continued exposure to difficult speaking experiences may crystallize into a negative self-concept and self-image. Many perceive stuttering as less intelligent due to their disfluency. However, as a group, individuals who stutter tend to be above average intelligence. A person who stutters may project his or her attitudes onto others, believing that they think he or she is nervous or stupid. Such negative feelings and attitudes may need to be a major focus of a treatment program. Many people who stutter report a high emotional cost, including jobs or promotions not received, as well as relationships broken or not pursued. Being aware of this type of mental disorder could potentially help those that stutter, whether it's us being more patient or even helping them be at ease. Make sure to come back to podcast two, where we will dive into different theories and viewpoints about this mental illness.